Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. This next voice message is from David Grinberg. We've had tons of great conversations on LinkedIn. Would love to meet him in person someday, and he's always very thoughtful in his comments and responses. Thanks, David. Joe, this is David Grinberg. I want to congratulate you on your new daily podcast. Very exciting. I've always found your career and professional advice to be exemplary, and I look forward to listening to your new daily podcast. Wishing you all the best with it. There is a common misconception when it comes to executive presence and the results that it gets. A lot of people think that if you have executive presence, then everyone will always just go along with your idea or what you want to do no matter what. And nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, If you are counted on to do something important as an executive, which means it's something that not just anyone could do, you should count on getting resistance, people trying to do something against your efforts for their own intentions or because they think it's the best intentions for the team or the company. So what really marks an executive and why people feel you have executive presence is another one of the six degrees of executive presence. This is the second one after proactive. I call it being resolute. And resolute means marked by firm determination. So what that means is when resistance is encountered, and you should expect it to happen at times because What you're doing is not an easy thing. How do you respond? Do you just flip-flop or do you start to doubt yourself or reverse direction at the sign of the slightest unrest or unpopularity? Or do you firmly proceed with your original idea and plan? Now, being resolute shouldn't be misunderstood as being stubborn or being obstinate. Someone with executive presence, when they understand that there's a better way to go and when the data and their intuition shows that maybe their original plan was not the best, they're also able to adapt and change. So the key is, are you resolute until it's time not to be doing that same thing anymore. And people really look for that in people they follow because they don't really want to follow someone who's constantly changing their mind or can be so easily swayed or convinced to do things another way. It gives people whiplash or it's a feeling of motion sickness or seasickness. I hate that feeling (laughs) Um, because you just don't know which way that person is coming or going. 
Uh, fun example I love from The Princess Bride about someone being resolute is the character Inigo Montoya. For decades, he's searching for the six-fingered man, the man who villainously um, killed his father when uh, he wouldn't uh, sell the sword for a really cheap price. So for years and years, he's, he's searching for this six-fingered man, asking people when he meets them, excuse me, do you happen to have six fingers? And when he finally does meet the six-fingered man and gets into a sword duel with him and the man realizes uh, that he's going to lose, he tries to waffle his way out of it and offer Inigo money, power, whatever he wants. But of course, that's not going to bring back Inigo's father and he doesn't accept any of that and he kills the six-fingered man. So think about the quality, the state of being, of being resolute when you're in a situation where you need to show executive presence, especially when you anticipate that there will be some resistance or some difference of opinion. And remember, it doesn't mean being stubborn. It means being firm and determined until it's time to adapt or change. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about another partial misconception about executive presence. And that's the thought that if you have executive presence, it's a gene or some sort of tool that you have in your pocket and you can just bust it out anytime you want and use it, no matter what the situation, if you choose to use it. Now, the problem with that conception is executive presence isn't really transferable across domains or situations, except when it sometimes is. So what do I mean by that? If we take a look at our original definition of executive presence, which is executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. So if you think about that, just because you can inspire confidence that you can lead well in one scenario does not necessarily mean that will hold true in another scenario. What's going to change? Well, besides the scenario changing, the audience can change. Your skill level or your confidence or your ability to inspire confidence can change as well. So 
Everyone knows someone, though, who seems to have outsized executive presence, and it seems like they can almost do anything, like you would follow them to do almost anything. So you may be wondering, well, what about that, Joe? How come those people seem to have executive presence in every scenario? Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.